0: Thanks, Pastor Chris. Good morning, everyone. Dave, can I get your assistance? Actually, no, I can do it. I'm going to do. I'm just going to do this. There we go. How are we doing this morning, church? We good? That's good. A huge congratulations to our 2021 interns. That's so exciting. And yes, like Pastor Chris said, I graduated in 2013 with people like Ted Lucas. We were the experiments, uh, and I think it worked out. So that's pretty exciting. Hey, I want to talk to us this morning Um, But before I do, I'd love if we'd stand up. I'd love just to take a moment to pray, just to reset. A lot's been going on, and I think it's just so good to take a moment to just really remember that, hey, this is an opportunity for God to speak to you. And I love that at New Hope, we don't just kind of turn up every week because it's the done thing. We turn up ready and excited to hear from God's Word. Uh, So why don't we just take a moment and open our hearts. Jesus, we thank you for your Word that transforms lives. And we are just ready and our hearts are open to hear what you have to say to us this morning. I pray you would encourage us and lift us. And Jesus, we just pray for the Maroons. God, they need your help we really do. We just pray that you're just a miracle this evening. Amen. Hey, why don't you give someone a high five as you grab your seat? Uh, As we start, I'd like to tell everyone just a little bit about myself and a strange kind of of thing that that is in my life. Um, And that's that I have a love-hate relationship with Pillars and poles and other, you know, kind of vertical objects. Um, I don't know if anyone can relate to me here. I'm assuming probably not. So I'm going to take a moment to explain why I have a love-hate relationship with poles and pillars. Uh, Now, I spent a lot of time living overseas. We lived in a big city of about 11 million people, lots of big buildings. Now, In a big city with big buildings where there's frequent earthquakes, you are very thankful for pillars whenever there's an earthquake. I remember being on the 28th floor uh, where I worked, and there was this massive earthquake, and the building moved for about 10 minutes. Even after the earthquake stopped, I could just see out the window. It was like, we are still kind of cruising around here, Uh, and I was very, very grateful that there were some strong pillars in that building. I think I even prayed a a prayer of thankfulness after the moving stopped because I'm like, geez, it'd be a real bummer to get through the earthquake, only to have the building fall down like, you know, 10 minutes later. So I waited with bated breath. Um, So, you know, that's the, the love side of pillars. The, the hate side is in that same city, it was very difficult to find a venue for church uh, because there was pillars everywhere, even in the middle of the auditorium. So if this building was in uh, the city that we we're in, there would have been a pillar there and there would have been a pillar here and there would have been a pillar there. If anyone was at our Moffat Street venue, you would remember the poles that we had. Think of that like on steroids, like 10 times bigger. Uh, we used to have to think of creative ways to get around it. We'd put mirrors on them so you could kind of see around the pole to the preacher Uh, A lot of churches would have a camera on the front of the pillar and then a TV on the back of the pillar, so it was kind of like you could see through it. Uh, But I really think my love-hate relationship, it's probably started in primary school. I remember playing touch footy on the Oval at TCC one lunch break in grade six, and I wasn't very good at football. The only thing I could do was run. Uh, So it was already a miraculous start to the game because I'd actually caught a pass, um, which you know hopefully Queensland can do this evening a bit better than I could. And I caught the pass, and I took off running, and I turned around, and I could see there was a sole defender chasing me. And I thought, I know I'm faster than this guy. I was actually very certain that I was faster than this guy. Actually, some would say I was probably a little bit overconfident because I turned around and said, you never catch me, Ben, and yelled it straight in his face so we knew it. And as I turned around, I found the soccer post was right here. And I read into it full ball. I didn't have a chance to stop. And I remember just, uh, you know, almost a few seconds later, the next thing I can remember, uh, after a very loud donk kind of a noise that still kind of echoes around my head to this day, I remember looking up and just seeing clouds. And I thought, I'm in heaven. I thought, I really am a fast runner. I can run so fast, I can take myself out. Uh, But then, you know, my friends leant over me and I realized, oh, I'm actually alive, it's okay. Um, But that's probably, you know, that's probably where it started. Uh, I don't know about you. I don't know how often you think about poles and pillars I'm assuming not a whole lot, okay? I'm assuming the only time you probably think about them is when you're trying to reverse into a car park in Grand Central beside the pillar, um, which is, you know, a cause of stress for a lot of us as you kind of hope I'm not going to sidescrape my car. But what if I was to tell you that God actually wants your life to look like a pillar, God actually uses the imagery of a pillar in his house to describe the kind of person that I know I want to be and I'm sure that you want to be a person like this. And I'll prove it to you. It's in Revelation 3.12. And this is written to, I guess, a people whose understanding of pillars were these massive five-meter by five-meter pillars that that withstood earthquakes. Now, this before engineering, where it's just like, make it big and it'll stand, all right? So this is them. And this is what it says, Revelation 3.12. The one who is victorious. Now, just hold there for a second. That word victorious means to overcome or really just straightforward means to stand strong in your faith no matter what the season whatever the season or the situation. So so the one who is victorious I will make a pillar in the temple of my God. Never again will they leave it. I will write on them the name of my God and the name of the city of my God, the new Jerusalem, which is coming down out of heaven, and I'll also write on them my new name. And I think that's great. You know, I think it's, it's interesting the picture in here because I really believe that God wants us to hold on to our faith. Everyone would agree with that, right? Everyone wants to be victorious, right? We've got victory in Christ. It's great. Everyone wants to overcome. That's awesome. But God's actually saying, you know, there's more to life than just that. I actually have something for you. I want you to become a pillar in my temple or in My house, And I would encourage any of us, let's not just be the kind of Christians that are just holding on to our faith, just trying to make it through the week, just trying to make it through the year. Let's actually follow through with Jesus and say, actually, you know what? I want to become a pillar in your house. A pillar, a supporter, a weight bearer, the kind of person who stands strong in every season, the kind of person who flourishes in every season, the kind of person that that God has actually said, I've got a purpose for you in my plan to transform humanity. Does anyone want to be a pillar at the moment? Yeah? Good. So I want to talk about God's pillars. I've got a few thoughts, two thoughts on what it looks like to be one of God pillars, God's pillars. The first thought is that pillars are permanent. It's said in that scripture that you'll be a, a, you know, you'll be a pillar in the house of God forever. Pillars are permanent. When pillars are connected to the foundation, they become very secure. Just like the soccer posts on the TV, uh, the TCC oval, very secure. It doesn't matter what you throw at them, whether it be a Highfields breeze or the skull of a 13-year-old. It's standing still. It's not going anywhere. In the same sense, if you are planted when the storm comes, you're able to stand strong. You're able to be secure because actually I am planted. I'm connected to the foundation. I love what it says in Psalm 92, 12 to 15. Now, this is about trees, okay? And I realize this is a leap, but trees are kind of just like nature's pillars, right? Right? that's what we all think when we see trees we think it's just like a pillar but it's in nature right we all think that okay right yeah about four of us good that's great i've got the majority here that's good so psalm 92 12 to 15 it says the righteous will flourish like a palm tree they will grow like a cedar of lebanon planted in the house of the lord they will still bear fruit in old age they will stay fresh and green proclaiming the lord is upright he's my rock and there is no wickedness in him. Isn't that an amazing picture? Still bear fruit in your old age, and be fresh and green always. That's the kind of life that I want to live. Does anyone else want to live a kind of life like that? I'm always bearing fruit, no matter what the season. I'm always feeling fresh, no matter what the season. Even though I've got a little four-week-old baby boy, I'm still feeling fresh and green, even though I only got a couple of hours sleep. That's the kind of life that we want to live, right? And and our son sleeps pretty well, so, you know, we've got it good. Uh, But that's the kind of life I want to live. I want to still bear fruit in my old age. I don't want to have just peaked as a as 2013 intern, because I realized that's now quite a long time ago. And I've never felt this before, but I was a bit like, Pastor Chris, you're giving away my age here, 2013 graduating intern. Um, but you know, I don't want that to be the peak, and it's like, well, you know, he was great as an intern, and then he kind of just tape it off after that. I want to be the kind of person that bears fruit even in my old age. Like the Bible says, fruit that lasts, which we know is talking about people. I want to be the kind of person that lives a life where there's fruitful people around me. That's the promise. If you get planted, you will flourish and you will be secure. If we get planted, no matter what gets thrown at us, We're going to be able to actually stand strong. Isn't that what you want? Do you want to be able to stand strong in every storm? I want to live that kind of life. And I would encourage you, maybe you feel a bit tossed around by life or battered around by life. I'd encourage you to ask yourself, am I actually planted in God's house? And I would say if you could get planted in God's house, you're going to be able to stand strong in every single storm. Put your roots down and you can stand strong in the storm. And one of the guys in my life group I think is an amazing example of this. Last year during COVID and about April, um, he actually lost his job and he had quite a good high-level job. And he lost it due to COVID and, you know, it kind of started a really tough season for him. And in that kind of situation, you know, I, I know that for a lot of us, that'd be the kind of thing that just batters your faith. That would make you feel like, you know, should I give up on it altogether? I have a lot of questions for God, which I'm sure he did. Um, but I love that his, his response was basically, I'm going to put my roots down deeper, I've been through a challenge. I'm in a storm, and I'm not going to run. I'm actually going to go deeper and put my roots down deeper. So he started coming along to Life Group, which I think is an amazing place to start. If you're not in a Life Group, get in a Life Group. They're so good. Uh, I remember every, it, was, it was a challenge for, I think, almost the whole group sometimes because he would show up and got a job interview tomorrow, so we would pray. Uh, next week we'd be waiting to hear the news and he'd say, I haven't got the job and it's okay, we're going to pray again. And remember, we were just praying together and he kept his faith strong, even though there was challenges. Um and and I think that's a, that's one of the beautiful things about life group, right? You've got people around you who are encouraging you, who are going on the journey with you, who are going to pray with you, who are going to help you to stand strong. Even if like in the Bible, where is it? I've forgotten who it is. I think it's Moses who lifts up his arms, Pastor Chris. Yeah. And he's got the two guys beside him holding up his arms. Oh, this is not in my notes. That's why I don't know. It. And, you know, they're supporting him. And I think that's what a life group is. I'm in a challenging situation, but the people around me are helping me to stand strong. Uh, So he went through that season. But what I think is beautiful is not only did he just come and put his roots down and kind of receive, he actually decided to go deeper and said, I'm actually going to now serve and give back to the people. This is before any of the miracles happen. This is before any of the breakthrough. He just decided, I want to put my roots down deep in God's house and serve people. And I think that's a beautiful thing. And after a long journey, a couple of months ago, he got a full-time management position at a big growing business here in Toowoomba, and he is just flourishing in his life. And I think that's something that we can praise God for, right? We've got a faithful God who wants you to flourish, who wants you to grow, who wants you to feel secure. And I, and I just love that, you know, what, what could have easily broken him? actually strengthened him because he was planted and he decided to put his roots down deeper. Let's get planted, church. Come on, let's be pillars in God's house together. Let's put down roots. I want to encourage us, don't just be all tree and no roots. I think what that looks like is I've got all the church lingo. I can worship with my eyes closed the whole song because I know all the lyrics. You know, just making sure there's anyone watching. See, i got my eyes closed. I don't need that screen. Media team, I'm better than you. And, you know, that's, I think that's being all tree and no roots. It's like, you know, up front, it looks all good. But actually, when the storm comes, if you're just a pot plant Christian, it's a lot harder to stand strong. You know, a pot plant Christian, the the kind of person, a pot plant, you put it where the light's good. And then if the light changes, you move it somewhere else. And if that's you, if it's just, oh, the preaching's lovely over here. Oh, they've got Shane Willard over here. Oh, but the worship is an hour over here. I want to get me some of that. Oh, but the the pastor, is, he's quite handsome at this church, so I'll come over here. If you're just a pot plant Christian, when the storm calms, it's a lot harder to stand strong. And now I understand there's actually often a season, there's sometimes where God moves you around, and that's a good thing. Let God move you around. But make sure it's God that's moving you before you uproot. Where you're going. And, you know, there's often also a season of, you know, moving to a new place and church shopping. And I think that's important. Find a place that's going to suit you. Find a place that's going to be home for you. But don't church shop forever. Put your roots down and say, This is going to be my home. I'm going to be planted in the house of God. Because it takes faith. It actually takes faith to be planted and to say, God, I'm going to trust that you are going to provide all that I need right where. I am. But it's a faith step that comes with the, with the promise of increased security in your life. So, pillars are permanent. Pillars are permanent. Now I think there's a two-fold blessing of being a pillar. One is that it brings security to your life. The other is that it's actually a blessing to the people around you. And that's my second thought, is that pillars support. Pillars support. Pillars take weight Pillars are meant to be built upon. If you want a bigger building, you need more pillars. You can't just have this big expanse with no pillars. You actually need pillars to build something stronger. It's meant to hold up things. It's meant to you know, bring a place to life because you can actually increase what happens there. And I really believe that God wants us to be a part of building His church. God wants to do increased things through our church, in our city. God wants to do more things. But what that requires is actually more people to say, I want to be a pillar. And I don't know about you, I have loved the Vision series the last five weeks, has it been? Has anyone else enjoyed the Vision series? I I feel like I'm more full of vision than ever. And I love seeing the Heart for the House video and the vision of turning this space into just a little hub for humanity. I think that's an amazing idea. I think that's a beautiful vision. But as the vision increases, we actually need more people to stand up and be pillars and to be supporters of that. But the good news is, is that as you build God's house, I honestly believe that he will build your life. If you build God's house, he will build your life. I love the picture it used of the cedar of Lebanon. I actually have a picture of a cedar of Lebanon somewhere here. And I'm not sure if it's in Lebanon, but it's definitely a cedar of Lebanon. And these trees, I mean, beautiful tree, by the way, just take a moment to appreciate a beautiful tree. I think we should do more of that in them. just driving down Campbell Street. That's a beautiful tree. Take a moment. That's a beautiful tree, I think. It's the kind of tree you can picture families having picnics under and picture life just happening around. You can picture a wedding happening under that tree. Isn't that a beautiful picture of something that is life-giving? And the interesting thing is that Cedars of Lebanon are evergreen trees, which basically means that they provide oxygen all year round. They provide life... In every season. What an amazing picture of the life that God wants us to live. Life givers in every season. Does anyone want to live a life like that? Where no matter how challenging it is, there's people around you flourishing because the way that you speak gives life and the way that you encourage gives life. And just the way that you live is giving life to the people around you. Be a speaker of life. Be the kind of person that loves people so that they might just encounter Jesus. Because let's be honest, a lot of people's first experience with Jesus is actually an experience with one of us. Isn't that right? It seems like people don't have problems with Jesus. Usually it's his followers, which is a big encouragement to us to be Jesus with flesh on, to be an accurate representation of the life and the love that we've all found in him. Such a need for Jesus. You know, we live in... In in times where people are so broken and hurting, where people are depressed and down, and and I just... I believe, and I know you'd believe with me, that, that Jesus wants to come and meet with those people. He wants to give hope to the people who are depressed. He wants to give vision to the people who are hopeless. He wants to bring joy to the people who are down and anxious. He wants to bring a sense of love to those who feel alone. This is our Jesus, right? He wants to put the lonely in families, it says in the Word. Isn't that a good thing? And I want to be a part of what God is doing. And I can be if I decide that I want to be a supporter, Support pillars give life, and I just love—I love our volunteers at New Hope. Who loves the volunteers? Oh, come on! Who loves the volunteers? You wouldn't be here if it wasn't for the volunteers. Actually, you might be here, but you would have had a pretty interesting experience on the way in. And I love people like Robin Lynn Stewart who are on the front door this morning who've just determined to be life givers. I want to put a smile on the face of everyone who walks in. And, you know, I want to smile them and encourage them, make sure they check in because it's government policy. But also I want them to enter with a smile on their face. I think of people like Jesse Wisniewski who leads our cafe team. Come on, what? nothing gives hope like a cup of good, fresh coffee in the morning, right? People who have decided that, you know what? I'm going to use my gift to build the house of God. I'm going to use a little bit of my time. I'm going to use a little bit of my energy to help people have an experience with Jesus. I think that is so amazing. They serve so that people get the chance to hear the good news about Jesus. These are the kind of people who are weight bearers in our church And remember, the church, it's not just a building. The church is people. The church is you and me. We are the church. This is just a facility. This is 12 Peace Street. But the church is New Hope Church, and that's you. That's me. And God wants us to actually stand up and say, I want to be a part of this growing community. I want God, I want you to put weight on me. I want to be a part of making this thing bigger and better. I want to be a weight bearer. Weight bearers make me think of people like uh, Phil McClatchy. I think he's in here this morning. If he's not in here, he's out volunteering. And you would have seen him. He's on the Connect Hub. If you've got, by the way, if you go away from here being like, I just want to become a pillar. I want to put my roots down. I want to get in a life group or I want to join a team. Go talk to Phil. He's an absolute legend. He's a business owner, and yet he shows up on a Sunday just to make people feel like they are connected and in the family of our church. I think we should give it up for Phil. I'm not sure if he's actually in here. If he's in the foyer, he should hear your claps through the door. Um, But come on, let's say to God, you know what? I want to be a weight bearer. And I think part of that is actually getting a vision for leadership. You know, you don't become a leader so that other people serve you. You become a leader to serve others. That's Jesus' picture of leadership. He did not come to be served, but to serve. And I think that if we want to be like Jesus, it means that we've actually got a desire to be a leader, which doesn't mean having a fancy title. It just means serving others, influencing others You don't become a leader so other people love you. You become a leader because you love other people. Isn't that amazing, the picture of leadership in the Bible? I think is so amazing. It's not about telling what... It's not about telling people what to do. It's about helping people to live the kind of lives they only ever dreamed that they could live. That's what real biblical leadership is. It's taking someone whose outlook for life is here and taking it to here by getting them connected into the plans and the purposes of God. Come on, church, let's be weight bearers. Let's get a vision for leadership. Let's be pillars. Let's take weight. Let's get planted and be a part of what God is doing There is a place for you in God's house. And and I would say, you know what? You so belong here, but more than that, God actually has a purpose for you here. And I would encourage you, you know, it's a great start. It's just coming along every week. That's actually part of building the church, just showing up is actually kind of being a pillar. But I would like to encourage you just to look at your life and say, you know what? Is there anything else I need to do to put my roots down? Is there somewhere else that I can be a weight bearer? Maybe even, you go, you're, maybe even in a life group, I would encourage you, would you start to be a weight bearer in your group? Start to talk to your leader about what does it look like if I was to bear um, some weight in my life group? Maybe it just looks like showing up with your journaling prepared. So when the when the leader says, anyone got any journaling? You're like, I do. And there's not this awkward silence where everyone waits for everyone to go first. And it's like, oh, well, I'll, I'll share it if you share it, um, which I'm shocking at, by the way. I'm like, I've got journaling and I've got to flick and find it. And um, But what's it mean for you to be a weight bearer? to be a weight-bearer in your life group, to be a weight-bearer in the house of God. What does that look like? Get planted. You'll be secure, and you're going to flourish. And I think we've got some amazing weight-bearers and leaders in our church. Like I said, people like Phil McClatchy and um, a whole bunch of you. But we, we need more because we live in a broken and hurting world, Right? We live in a broken and hurting world, but we have got a big vision of how we can make a difference. But what that requires is more people to say, you know what? I'm going to take some weight." I'm seeing Josie in the second row there and Zach. They've just stood up there becoming, they're leading our young adult socials. Let's give it up for them. They're amazing. Again. And what I love about them is they saw a need and they said, you know what, we can actually be a part of a solution. And that's what it means to be a pillar in the church. It means that you have a sense of ownership. So when something, and I think we have a great church experience, by the way, but when you see something lacking, instead of going, oh, they don't have that, so I'm going to go over here. It's actually having a sense of ownership and saying, I can be a part of the solution. I can take some weight and God can build on me and build his house upon me. Come on, church, let's be pillars in God's house. And my prayer is that you'd make that decision to be a pillar, to put your roots down and to start to give life to those around you. We need people like that. We need people who are weight-bearing and and passionate about seeing the name of Jesus shared more and and passionate about seeing people meet Jesus, sold out to our vision that people need Jesus. We need more of that. We need weight-bearing business leaders who say, you know what, I might be really busy and maybe I can't actually be there all the time, but financially, I can be a pillar. You can build upon me. We've got a big vision. We're going to put a hub for humanity out here and I can be a part of that, God. You can build on me because I am planted. I am secure and I know that you are going to flourish me as I pour into what you are doing. Come on, pillars who have a sense of identity. New Hope isn't just the church that they go to, but their church, my church, your church. And again, it's not about necessarily, I'm not saying you have to get planted and do all this in New Hope, but find somewhere to put your roots down. But I would encourage you, maybe you've been coming along for a while. Maybe in your heart, you've made a decision that this is where I want to be. I want to encourage you, put some roots down. Final scripture, just as I get the team back, is 1 John 4.4. It says, You, dear children, are from God and have overcome them because the one who is in you is greater than the one who is in the world. So you are from God and have overcome them because of Jesus. Like at the start, it said, those who are overcoming, those who are standing strong are the ones that God wants to make a pillar. So what this is saying is, it's not about, we're not talking about more hard work. We're talking about just simply taking that next step with Jesus. How can I be a pillar? How can I support what you're doing, God? Can, how can I take some weight? And, and I'd encourage you to go away asking those questions. I've got a couple of questions as we finish. First one, have you put your roots down? If not, what's stopping you? Have you found a place to be planted? And are you actively increasing the depth of your roots? Or are you just all tree, maybe still pot planting? And, and I just really had a, a sense as I was standing in the worship, um, maybe there's a few people here, and there's actually a reason that you've become a pot planted Christian. and Or just even just hesitant to put roots down. Um, and I, I don't know who you are. Maybe you've been hurt in church life before. Maybe the thought of being a leader is is, is not an exciting thought for you. And, and, and I would just encourage you that, you know, maybe you had a bad experience in the past, but I really believe that as you decide, you know what, God, I'm going to trust you. Like I said, it takes faith to be planted because it means you can't just jump away at a moment's notice. But maybe you've been hurt. Maybe you've been guarded. Maybe you haven't. You're, you're hesitant to put your roots down, could I just encourage you to take a step of faith and say, God, you know what? I wanna be a part of what you are doing again. And I'm gonna trust you. I might've been hurt in the past, but I know that I can trust you. I know that you're gonna strengthen me. I know that you're gonna secure, make me secure. And I just really believe as you do make that decision, Maybe you feel a little bit insecure now, but even, I just really I believe in the Spirit that as you make a decision that I'm going to put my roots down, you would feel an increased sense of security. And over time, you're going to see God flourish your life. So have you put your roots down? If not, what's stopping you? Are the roots of faith in your life growing deeper? Or is it all tree? Similar thought. Is it Are you actually growing? Or have you become stagnant? I want to encourage you. Put your roots down deeper. Are you a weight-bearer? If not, how could you take some weight? What's an area maybe that you've seen that you could make a difference in? And, you know, maybe it is coming and saying, you know what, I would love to join a team. I would love to serve. I want to pour back into the people who have poured into me. That's the decision to be a pillar. Maybe it is I want to be in a life group. I want a group of people around me who are going to encourage me and support me and point me back to Jesus when maybe I get a little bit distracted. Come on, that's a move of strength. That's going to bring security to your life. Maybe it is financially. We've got an amazing opportunity with Heart for the House to say, you know what, I'm actually going to be a part of the foundation of what God is doing through New Hope in Toowoomba. Maybe it's just even as simple as saying, you know what, I'm going to be a pillar of prayer in this church I'm not just going to leave it to the staff and the pastor to pray about, but I'm actually going to pray into the people in this church. I'm going to pray that it grows. I'm going to pray for I'm going to pray for um for favor when it comes to council planners, when it comes to building design. I am going to be a pillar. Are you a weight bearer? Final thought, do you have a vision to be a leader? Like I said, tall buildings need a lot of pillars, and we've got a lot of people in here, and God wants to make people into pillars. Simple as saying, God, would you put some weight on me? I want to be a part of what you're building. Hey, would we stand here this morning? I'd love to pray for us. I hope that's encouraged you. I hope you don't feel like, oh, I'm not doing enough. That is the wrong outcome for this message. I hope that you are inspired to be a part of the amazing things that God is doing through our church. And I just love to pray over all of us this morning. Jesus, we just thank you um, that we can be a part of what you're doing. I thank you that you invite us into your plan and into your purpose, that you're not just doing your own thing. You actually wanna partner with people to change their lives and transform the people around us. And I just really do pray that as people Take a step to become planted, whatever that looks like. God, I pray that you would give them just an instant sense of security, and I really do pray that you would flourish their lives in Jesus' name. Amen. And hey, one more group of people. Maybe you're here, uh, maybe you've never made a decision to follow Jesus. Like I said, this is all possible because of Jesus. He wants you to flourish in your life because of Jesus. We don't have to be a victim to our circumstances. We can flourish in every season. We can be secure in every season. And your life's not an accident. God's actually got a plan and a purpose for it that goes beyond yourself and your own life and your own family. He wants you to be a part of transforming this hurting and broken world. And uh, it's as simple as making a decision to follow Him. Or just to take a step towards him to say, you know, you know, God, if you're real, I want to be a part of that. You know, maybe you've just been on the journey and, and, and you've gone off it and you just want to get back on it. I just encourage you just to even just say a simple kind of prayer in your heart, just along the lines of Jesus. You know what? I'm in. I want to follow you. I want to be a part of what you're doing. Uh, and it's that simple. And I, I encourage you. It's the best decision I ever made. I have never looked back on the decision to follow Jesus, and I believe it's going to be the same for you. And Pastor Chris is going to come and tell you about a bit more about what you can do if you've made that decision.